welcome to another the edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski, and I'm Charlie Wallace. You you just threw out an article there, Adam, and no no follow up. It's it's a the what? <laughs> no, because th- that's the movie we watched. It had no adjectives. It just had a the. <laughs> <laughs> so we have with us three the guests. <laughs> we have Tony Huff. Hello. Doug Gabaski. Great to be here. And hello to all. And Paul Candlewax Wilcox. Minasang, konbamwa. <laughs> I am really interested to see uh, to hear Paul's insight into this movie. <laughs> Actually him. <laughs> Probably not a lot of insight into the actual movie, but just me trying to shout out locations to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I've been in that love hotel. <laughs> I've been in all they those rooms. Gone with the dungeon. Oh. <laughs> the, the Mars expedition. I, I've been there. I was just by myself, though. <laughs> yeah, what else is a love hotel for? The solo mission to Mars. Oh <laughs> I'm going to start calling it that. <laughs> get your rocket ready <laughs> put on rocket put on rocket man on <laughs> infinite loop my, my favorite movie oh the movie how'd you mind the song I did too <laughs> nope just rocket man on VHS from the top yeah I ripped a blu-ray onto VHS <laughs> and then I copied it a couple times so it looked grainy enough for me <laughs> I got you gotta get in the mood. World. In my hands, I got the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, if you, in case you can't tell, it's the second of our Mary Marvel movie March Madness episodes for 2020. We have made it all the way to number 40 in our March. And they were talking about the July 2013 movie, The Wolverine, the second of the Wolverine films. And the first of, like, five in a row sequel films we're going to be doing. Well, that's going to be inevitable at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they could always make an original movie. But, I mean, not for this stretch of time. Sequel, 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 sequel. That's an original. Sequel, sequel, sequel. Sequel. Yeah, this might be the longest stretch of sequels. Um, Anyway, yeah, so we're, we're talking about The Wolverine, which... The Wolverine is the story of one Dennis the Carcajou. Uh, <laughs> he's French-Canadian, so I guess it's Denis. Um, and uh, he is first in line to inherit the the Wolverina, which is a, uh, a haunted mansion that doubles as a marina. So he has to spend a night in there. Snakes and silver robots and... and uh yeah other scary ghosts but he's assisted by the help of a plucky young anime heroine and together they fight crime and solve mysteries such as the mystery of why they're in a haunted marina (laughs) and then the wolfman shows up that's the part i was waiting for yeah it turns out it's his uncle i don't know what's this movie about charlie uh oh geez it's the Three sentences. Hugh Jackman plays Logan, the Wolverine, who we've seen in previous X-Men movies, and is haunted by the death of Jean Grey, and also has to go to Japan to... I'm just making one run on sentences. Is that okay? I know! (laughs) That's why I was laughing. (laughs) It sounds like something Adam would do. (laughs) And has done. Yeah. Like, oh, three sentences. Easy. Lots of semicolons. <laughs> Except he's ended one of the sentences already. So he's got two left. Uh, he meets... Okay, I need like character names or something. That's all right. One sentence to go. <laughs> There's a guy who says that he will kill Wolverine if he wants, and Wolverine has to decide whether he wants to die or not. I ended yeah, that all sentence. Right. All right. That Doug, much covers it. Doug, your attempt. Okay. <laughs> um, the Wolverine is the uh, requisite Logan Goes to Japan movie, which why, uh, all, which all the, requisite? Well, because Logan spent a lot of time in Japan in the comic books. 
All right. I think Doug just successfully did it in one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I wanted to also add that it's also the movie that the trailers want you to think is Superman 2, but then really it's not. Yeah. So shortly before this movie came out, you know, they did the, you know, standard trailers. And the trailers really did make it seem like it was a Superman 2 style. Wolverine chooses to give up his powers to help oh, someone or something like that. And because we definitely saw the trailer and we were like, what the hell is this? Why would <laughs> like why would Logan ever do that? I saw this Come movie on. 25 years ago. Oh. Just seemed completely <laughs> out of character and was going to yeah. be likely terrible. And then when we saw the movie, we were like, oh, that's not what's happening at all. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a long way of saying that I've seen this movie before. Um, <laughs> I saw it in the theaters and was pleasantly surprised because it wasn't Superman 2. At some point, we bought the Blu-ray and I watched it again. And then about two weeks ago, it was on like TBS or TNT or FX or you know some cable channel like that. And so I watched about 10 minutes at the early part of the movie, the stuff with the bear and the bar, uh, while I was waiting for my uh, Chinese takeout to get ready. Because <laughs> it, <laughs> it was on the TV. Like, well, because we had just finished Iron Man 3, and I was like, oh, well, the Wolverine's next. And I was like, oh, the Wolverine's on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had not seen this to the point where I forgot this movie existed. Shocking. Yeah, I know. This, <laughs> this is one of those movies that's kind of have as a way of like, fading out of memory just because i don't know we already watched x-men origins wolverine i think if you're going to remember a title of a wolverine movie that's the one you probably remember why because it's more interesting this is just the wolverine Uh, it's it's teasing the whole sub-series of (laughs) x-men origins well this is teasing all the the movies (laughs) Uh, like the the ant-man oh the hulk yeah oh i guess it was just it was hulk and the incredible hulk but no, the Hulk. Yeah. So you yeah. get the Punisher. Okay. The Avengers. I can't wait till they reboot. <laughs> Is it the, reboot Iron Man into the Iron Man. Uh, basically. I mean, there's the Amazing Spider-Man, but it doesn't really seem like a the movie. The, this is the Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm, X-Men, the last stand. All right. So that Charlie doesn't... didn't know this movie existed. What about you, Tony? I knew that it existed. I thought that I had uh, watched this movie before, but apparently I've never seen this. And why did you think you'd seen it before? I, so I don't. I couldn't like tell you what Wolverine movie I've seen because I don't remember what happened. But I feel like if I were to like watch one, I would know. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember this. Kind of like Charlie with uh, Iron Man three. So <laughs> so yeah. So no, I had not seen this, and but I did know it existed. Like Adam, I saw this movie in the theaters when it came out, and today was the first time since then that I've seen it. I'm pretty sure. It seemed very familiar. Like, like there wasn't really any part of it that was like, oh, I don't remember this, because, no, I basically remembered all of it. Paul, how about you? Um, I, much like Charlie, was not, I'm not sure that I knew that this movie existed. I think it came out while I was in North Dakota, and somehow it's one I missed, and then just, like, never actually really heard about even though it's set in Japan? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Somehow I didn't know about this movie. I, I remember after I looking up the description being like, oh, this is going to be a, a, a wild ride. Somehow it had yeah, slipped my grasp. So then I guess, given that you didn't know that this movie existed, Charlie and Paul, did you have any expectations at all going into it? Maybe just based on how X-Mile went? I didn't really have a whole lot of expectation. Other than I kind of envisioned it sort of bridging the gap between X-Men Origins Wolverine and like Logan in terms of like violence and stuff. Yeah, I guess I just thought it would be pretty forgettable, like not bad or else I think I would have heard more about it like X-Men Origins Wolverine, but not so good that I would have heard more people talk about it. I mean, that's probably not fair, but that was my expectation going into it. Tony, any expectations? Um, I think my expectation was for it to be like kind of like funny and entertaining um i didn't have like super high expectations for it but i also don't know that much about like x-men and all that stuff so i kept asking paul a lot of the time like 
is this something I should know about? Or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know enough about that universe. So didn't really have high expectations. But I do like Hugh Jackman. So I was hoping for an entertaining film. And he is both Hugh and Jacked in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much so. They gave him a good scrub down, too. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Finally in the, the shape he wanted to be, to be Wolverine. Finally. I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked uh, Caveman Wolverine. <laughs> so you're the one who has to keep us on track, Charlie. What do you want to talk about? Nagasaki? Oh, my God. <laughs> So yeah, this movie, well, I guess, yeah, let's talk about the fact this movie opens with a dream sequence within a dream. Is it a flashback and then a dream sequence? Or is it a dream sequence within a dream sequence? I think it's a dream sequence that serves as a flashback within a dream sequence. Okay. Wait, how did he have a flashback dream sequence if we already saw in X-Men Origins Wolverine that his brain got kind of scrambled by bullets? Or at least one bullet. Well, because this takes place after the main x-men movies did professor x heal his brain in those yeah okay uh it's been a little while i don't remember plus i've got so many comic books in my head jumbling it's all jumbled up together it's i can't keep the continuity straight well i guess i don't know how explicit it is but i know that you know there's the stuff where professor x is helping logan rediscover his memories and past and stuff like that oh so it's about as uh explicit as the uh, explanation of how we got from the end of X-Men, the last stand to the post credit sequence in this movie in that it's use your imagination, children. Well, it's been a number of years. They're hoping you've forgotten. <laughs> That's my favorite part about this movie was the, <laughs> the post credit scene. No, we haven't gotten to that segment yet. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Charlie, got really Charlie, excited. Charlie wants to introduce this new segment. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Charlie. I didn't. But we should talk about other things before we get there. Yeah, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. So Wolverine can regenerate. So he saves somebody from the the nuclear blast at Nagasaki by jumping on them with presumably like a lead a lead door. I don't have a problem with this, by the way. Actually, really enjoyed that intro. I wasn't expecting it at all. And yeah, I got to say my physics brain definitely turned off before i even started watching this movie so i had no problem with it whatsoever (laughs) i'm like all right sure he's wolverine why not part of me though was like well just because he has healing doesn't mean he has hair growing why is his hair back to the way it was (laughs) shouldn't his hair be growing all the time then (laughs) yeah i was like does that mean he can't ever get a haircut it just goes back to where it was (laughs) Oh, sure. yeah. so. Well, like on that note, later, like late in the movie, Viper has to, you know, do the peel your skin off thing and all of her hair comes with. Yeah, that was my She's just part. bald underneath. And I was like, oh, I like that. I, I'm glad they didn't just inexplicably have hair. <laughs> Paul was hoping he could do that with his skin and peel all the hair off of his body. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them, one of them weird cats. Totally hairless. Just a hairless human. What's the name of the people who survived the atomic blasts? Ibakusha or something like that? Yeah, these are things that I should know. I have been to Hiroshima, but you're in these museums and stuff, and just kind of everything reads the same. Mm, Or it's not in English, you know, one (laughs) of the two. I guess my only real question from that scene, physics-wise, was, again, I didn't bother to look at any of that stuff. I was like, was he close enough? after the blast that all of the fallout would have killed him anyway, or at least pretty quickly killed him. Like when he came, when the soldier came out of the well, that was the only thing I was thinking about. We don't know how long they were down there. Yeah. Yeah. Were people killed by fallout? I mean, probably not. I thought you died of like, you either, you know, died of being vaporized or burnt or, you know, shockwave or radiation in the explosion. I don't know that the fallout really did much. I mean, I just wonder if he would have gotten, he would have died did he earlier than, cancer? than he did. Oh yeah, certainly gave like, a lot like of people other than the, Other than the ones who just, you know, died outright. I mean, oh, yeah. she did tons of people okay. who had cancer. Yeah. That's actually the, one of the main ways that we have data about low dose radiation for cancer is studying the people 
they were exposed to fallout oh. from those explosions so actually yes <laughs> well the bottom line is is it's no good yeah you don't want it okay mm. that was the conclusion of that paper <laughs> but anyway i like that the bomb well, uh, okay. Well, the historical sequence. Maybe it should. I mean, maybe the previous movies. Say what that means. The previous <laughs> movies. The previous movie started off with a historical sequence, and so it was. I thought it was kind of nice to have a historical sequence in this one to kind of underline the fact that yeah, Logan is super old. Yeah, and they don't. They don't insist that they have to explain why he's there, and they just give the relevant parts of it, and then they move on. But yeah, we're primarily dealing with Wolverine in Japan. And so that setup gives Logan a reason to head to Japan rather than just on a whim or whatever happens in the comics. I don't know. I haven't, <laughs> I've never actually read those issues of the comics. I thought I was going to when I bought volume one of Wolverine, the epic collection. But it turns out that starts with Wolverine volume two. So huh. did you ever actually get around to reading the Wolverine and Kitty Pride comics? don't remember because those uh primarily if i recall correctly primarily those take place in japan and heavily reference uh wolverine's previous adventures in japan adam i'm kind of curious about the production of this movie in that or we just had a new cast of x-men that we saw in the last x-men film and then now we're going back to these characters well i guess we're going back to wolverine so was the intent always just to keep Hugh Jackman on and to have, I guess, is it like multiple Uh, timelines or? Yes. Well, so the intention was always to have a sequel to X (laughs) Mao. Can I keep saying that? Is that allowed? Yeah, please don't. It sounds horrible. Like you, you just, you draw it out in such the creepiest way. Yeah. So this, it was always the intention to have a sequel to X Mao. Um, It's a Wolverine, not a cat. Yeah, you got to call it X for this uh, episode. X. I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's Japanese. A, a Japanese. Japanese uh, onomatopoeia for meow. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. got it. So, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was always the intention to have a sequel to that movie, and so they started to produce it, and then production was delayed a couple times. Um, first, because they're originally going to actually have Darren Aronofsky direct. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's but shocking. He, he pulled out because he didn't want to. He said he didn't want to spend two years away from his family making the movie. Because I think the intention was always to do the the Japanese stuff. Like Hugh Jackman was really interested in doing that. So that delayed them a bit. And then the uh, Tohoku earthquake, the one that uh, led to the Fukushima nuclear disaster, that also delayed things because they were like, "Well, we can't really shoot in Japan right now." So. By the time like all that stuff sort of settled, and then they got uh, James Mangold on board as the director. Uh, at this point, he's known for things like Walk the Line. Uh, I think he directed Girl Interrupted. Uh, he did the 310 to Yuma remake. And he'll go on to direct Logan. So it's the same director as that. Um, they got him on board, and yeah, they, they made a movie. Because, you know, Wolverine's obviously pretty popular, and, and you know, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is very popular, you know, on a financial level, brings people in to see the movie. There there was always the intention to do that, and the fact that the main X-Men movies were doing their own thing was just kind of incidental to the Wolverine stuff. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It was just the little mental shift I had to do at the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, okay, you know, Hugh Jackman, obviously, and we see Famke Janssen as uh, Jean Grey again. Yeah, and then, of course, it's... the post credit scene, and I'm like, oh, okay, but that was fine. Like, it just took a second. Well, I guess the other thing to po- to remember is that at this point in time, there's still only one X-Men series. Right. It just happens to be the case that in the in first class, that's still meant to be a can a, like a prequel to those other movies. They just I, have to cast I, the I actors. Yeah, yeah. They haven't they haven't diverged timelines yet. That won't happen until Days of Future Past. In uh, looks like five movies as far as the March goes. I mean. So yeah, so that might have been a larger shift now than it was then. Whereas this is explicitly a sequel to Last Stand. I actually kind of liked the continuation off X Men: The Last Stand because X Men: The Last Stand, you know, ends on pretty big changes, right? Like Jean Grey's dead, Cyclops is dead, Professor X is dead. Not that that will get explained, Asterisk. but yeah, 
Right. So the fact that there actually was a continuation instead of just going, well, we're going to do two prequels. Bye. Everyone hated our movie. <laughs> also, you forgot that uh, Magneto's powers are gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I genuinely forgot that. Um, I only brought it up because it, it's relevant to the after credit scene here. That's fine. But the point is that, like, it was nice to actually have, like, an effort, at least for one of the characters to grapple with the after effects of that movie in a movie that spoiler alert, I think is superior to X-Men, the last stand. Mm. Oh, Charlie disagrees. <laughs> with me. That's what that mm says. No, it means it's... intriguing. <laughs> Tell it me means, more later. Means Charlie's going to give this movie a three. <laughs> Since he certainly did not enjoy X-Men, the last stand. Well, let's just start at the more towards the beginning then too. Like, I was a little bit wondering when we had this whole bear poisoning scene, him accosting the guys in the bar and impaling one of their hands with an arrow, like where that scene was going. And I was kind of surprised that when we started to watch the movie, it was paying off. I, I said the same thing. I just I was shocked that they actually like brought that back in. Like at first I thought it was just like trying to show maybe like how he has like compassion or that I mean they kind of talk about him being like a soldier and wanting justice or something like that. Like so it's kind of like that kind of thing and then it was like they kind of paid off where you know he gets hit with the poison arrow and there's like just a lot of like different I don't know parallels between him and the bear like the beast. So again, that was me kind of, I think, underestimating what the movie was going to end up being. Again, spoiler alert for my, my rating might be. And then, yeah, so then we get introduced to Yukio, the first appearance of Yukio in these movies. And Although she gets played by a different actress in Deadpool 2, but I guess it's the same character. Hmm. Have you guys seen Deadpool 2? Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't I make not, the connection, no. yeah. I have, but it didn't stick in my memory very well. Hi, Wade! Hi, Yukio. <laughs> I do remember uh, that. Scene? I remember the name scene? now. It happens throughout the movie. Oh. Gonna have to go rewatch Deadpool 2, man. Yeah, apparently. Eventually, yes. <laughs> uh, you're allowed to watch them <laughs> in between. You just have to also watch it when we get to that point. You can't go, oh, I remember this. I don't know. I feel like Paul should talk about Yukio. Yeah? Yeah, it just seems like you're kind of dream girl. But She's no, cool. no, 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 no. Paul, Paul's more about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. 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 Uh, oh, she, she's cool. She's a cool character. I like. I liked her uh, fighting abilities and her uh, and her cool style and her mutant powers. What about her red hair? Like that's neat. I, I liked how messy your car was that she was eating a lot of snacks and just throwing the wrappers on the passenger seat. <laughs> like, the, like the rest of us, normal people. I think Tony said, uh, it's like my car. I got into a, a coworker's car yesterday and she was like, Oh, Oh, sorry. Sorry about the mess. And I look over and there's like two sheets of paper and some sort of like tiny pillow thing in every beyond that. It's just spotless. And I'm like, Oh, oh it's fine. <laughs> See, for me there's always the sound of crunching cans oh my <laughs> mine is ankle deep now crunching, crunching cans used pocky boxes yeah <laughs> you know i was trying to i actually kind of wanted to freeze frame because it looked like they were japanese snack wrappers and i wanted to see if they were real <laughs> what <laughs> but yeah i think i think she's a cool character i've i look forward to her return in Deadpool 2. <laughs> now, now that I know that. <laughs> Finally something to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we should probably make explicit. Um, this is one of those movies that has an extended cut um, that, from what I've heard, is actually pretty good. It apparently just sort of gives you more like fight scenes with like the ninjas and things like hmm. that. But, uh, but, nice. but we watched the theatrical <laughs> version. So Even more extraneous somersaulting. <laughs> Like like every time the ninjas were on screen and they they had to move from one floor height to a different surface that was a different height they they just somersaulted over it was very odd. This is what they trained for, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> they have to use their skills. I, I really like. I mean, to be fair, if I could if I could pull off a standing somersault like those guys could, I'd probably overuse it as well. <laughs> it looked very cool. 
That's right. This movie promises ninjas and does eventually deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Chekhov's ninja. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here's my wall of illustrated ninjas for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Admire it, please. Still going back generations. <laughs> this order of ninjas. Who've been, you know. <laughs> yeah. We, we've got to get to this portion anyway, where Charlie has a complaint <laughs> about the movie. <laughs> Charlie, Shield. Charlie gonna, has a minor complaint that he blows out of proportion. Are you going to complain about the ninjas? No, he's going to complain <laughs> about the lead door as a shield in the uh, oh, shelter. It's a shield. <laughs> it was probably steel, but it would have worked fine anyway. It's not just too much shield. It's, it's too it's many literal, shields. It's literal shield. <laughs> All right, Charlie. How are you going to tear down this movie? Uh, it's the, it's the exposition and not it's actually not the exposition it's the dialogue exposition i think the movie actually does a good job of demonstrating what's going on without needing to explain things through dialogue but it constantly does it like especially like it it's one of the reasons that yeah. i can't like it's hard for me to separate the character yukio from that like when i think of her i think of like yeah she's the character who follows him around and tells him who people are like that scene where they go to. Uh, <laughs> That's well, well, he's got to know too, right? I know. I, I, it's I know. perfect. <laughs> but the scene where she goes to Yoshida's house, then there's like three or four different characters. She's like, "This is the granddaughter, and this is the son, and this is the oncologist." I'm like, okay, well, I think the movie was doing. I think the movie, for the most part, is doing a pretty good job of showing you those things, anyway. I genuinely did not. This did not register on my radar at all. I had it happen a couple of times. Like when uh, the Wolverine's talking to Mariko and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, your grandfather called me a Ronin. It's a lost or, or something like a, a samurai without a master. And I was like, yeah, she she knows that. Like, why are you explaining this to her? Uh, there were a lot of like weird explanations like that where I was just like, yeah, of course they know what you're talking about. <laughs> In Logan's defense, Yashida did say that verbatim to him I and i remember looking at that i'm like you know i you know maybe you know you'd, you'd think that if he like was i mean it seemed at that point like over explaining to logan himself you know oh so it was just like he was he was just recounting a story yeah, yeah. rather <laughs> he's like here's what he told me can you believe he didn't think that i knew what a ronin was <laughs> yeah okay yeah we've so, all seen Suchingura. Yeah. <laughs> I just okay. So <laughs> instead of Logan mansplains what a Ronin is, like <laughs> after the audience has already had it explained to them, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> although I did like how she that there was some cultural elements where they were like explaining the whole, you know, uh, chopsticks standing up. You're not supposed to have that. No, and, no, you no hold. You say that. And when I saw the movie in the theater, as soon as he put him into the rice, I was like, no, Logan, what are you doing? Oh, really? And I was really <laughs> excited that she corrected him on it. Yeah, it w that was that was kind of nice. Even Paul was like, oh, it's nice to see some, uh, you know, some some cultural lessons are also in this. Yeah. But there, there did. I don't know. For me, there was a lot of like, I, I actually kind of agree with Charlie. I didn't like dislike the movie because of it, though. But it just there were a lot of things that were over explained. I think the other one that kind of bothered me, I mean, I guess you can explain it away the same sort of thing, like, okay, well, he's having a conversation with somebody who might know this, but where he goes back to Nagasaki, and you've got basically the same shot of him over where the uh, the well was, used to be, but like it's present day, and you see the flashback, and then he explains that he just saw the flashback. He's like, this is where I was, and I'm like, yeah, yeah like, not only did we just see a flashback, but... Like, if we're paying attention earlier in the movie, it's, like, the same shot. Like, you can see that. So, I think... Yeah, but this, like, I'm doesn't know that. The right, I mean, like, I know. And I was there, too. Yeah, the people in this movie <laughs> are nice not... to the other characters and don't just leave them in the dark like they do in every other movie. Yeah, if they hadn't done that, you'd be bitching the other way. You'd be like, how does Mariko <laughs> even know that this was the spot? Well, then we could then we could at least talk about her childhood with her grandfather and maybe, you know, speculate that he took her there and that she already knows about it. Oh, yeah, I know about, all about the hole. <laughs> no, Paul, that's not. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's, that's Grandpa's that. hole right there. <laughs> he always points to that when we walk by. <laughs> there was something that we talked about, Paul, where we were like, oh, God, I bet Grandpa talks about this all the time. <laughs> yeah, what was that? It might have been this hole. Thing. I think it was the hole. Yeah. I think it was. I think we made, we we're like, I bet she knows about this. And her grand, they're always, oh, he's always talking about when he's with the, oh, no, it was when they were sleeping together. And she was saying how the whatever name he gave the Wolverine uh, was like. Oh, yeah, because I was like, how does everyone know about him being in a cave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided it was Yashida talking about. Yeah. About Logan being off in the cave. Off in the cave. And just go to the cave, find him. He will come. <laughs> One thing that I did like related just kind of to that area. I don't know if it's scenes the right word, but the um the symbol for uh Yashida, the the company. It it looks like the uh the Tori, the like Shinto gate that was left standing at Nagasaki there. Like everything else had been knocked over, but the, like that gate was still sort of standing near the near the well, the hole, whatever. And so that, and so then like that became like the symbol of the Yashida corporation. And I like that that kind of marked like a turning point. Like that was important to Yashida. I think the reason the dialogue actually bothered me was because of the other things. Like it, a lot, a little moderate, moderate, moderate. But I think the reason is, is because of things like that, things that are obviously so detailed or well done or well thought out. That it's like, oh, no, you could have done that another way. You clearly could have done that another way to let the audience well, know no, what's going on. Because James Mangold remembers that, oh, wait, I'm making a comic book movie. Lowest common denominator. Dumb it down. Hmm. Got to get those mouth breather audiences in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say mouth breather or mouth breather? <laughs> Either way. Mouth breather. <laughs> Speaking of mouth breather, uh. Uh, Viper. Viper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Madam Hydra, although she's not called that here. But yeah. I asked Paul if it was poison ivy. I was like, who is this person? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's green. She does toxins. Uh, I just can't I, be honestly, Like I said, I don't know a lot about the this universe, so <laughs> now I'm wondering. <laughs> what are you wondering? <laughs> is she a ripoff of poison ivy? That's what he's wondering. Um, maybe yeah poison ivy is a couple years before viper is introduced i guess too i was a little confused about i was confused about the languages spoken i mean i know what languages were being spoken japanese right? Right? japanese and english <laughs> but when people chose to speak certain languages like there was just a spin oh, so where a couple of twice. the japanese characters decided to speak english and then there was another scene where or, so the scene at Yoshida's place, the first time we go there, there were parts where the Japanese was translated and parts where it wasn't translated. And I just kept asking myself, does Logan understand Japanese or does he not understand Japanese? He does not understand Japanese. That's the point of the scene. Yeah. You're supposed to be in the dark like he is. And they yeah. only... Except they only, for the part that we're not in the dark. Well, because they translate it. They would, but they... Wolverine's not present for that scene. Ooh, really, no. Adam? Yeah. He is. They step away. Oh, oh, he's a step away. They okay. Step away. Oh. So he's true. looking at them, but he's far enough away that he wouldn't hear them. Ah, okay. Ah. The thing is, though, even kind of even in some of those scenes, they would they would choose not to translate some lines, but they were more like minor. But that's things. true in all subtitled movies. You start watching subtitled movies, you'll notice there are that little lines don't get translated. Yeah. You know, see that. I'm not used to that because I feel like pretty much all the anime I watch, it literally just like translates everything, even though like, oh, what? No way. But that might be, you know, it's kind of a different, different media. Is it just the anime that you watch? Because I feel like I don't see that in all of the anime that I watch. Like where it, I mean, it won't translate it necessarily everything like in the background, but like if it's two people talking, they won't leave out like something that the other one says unless it's literally just like basically nothing not like i just remember there being more something more significant than i oh. i was used to seeing untranslated mm. it wasn't just know. like a uh or a um or yeah i mean i remember like when i watch things in like spanish and you know i'll have like subtitles in like english there'll be a lot of times where it's like oh that's actually not exactly what they said but it's a rough yeah, so. yeah. 
Or like, oh, they chose to just drop that because it might not be actually yeah. important in the translation. Or it's know? like, or it sounds actually, more natural than not. Yeah. Like, actually, we don't have a word for that in English. It's it's like laundry, but like a child's laundry. So. <laughs> All right. So the upshot was we proved Charlie wrong. Cool. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's Charlie, another segment we always do. <laughs> take that, Charlie. Yeah, that is a right mandatory in the shield. point you have to add. We should make Charlie a shield. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to the end of the marathon, like present the shield. <laughs> Congratulations, you did it. Uh, now you somebody, can protect yourself. Somebody sketch from- something out and I can 3D print it for you. Ooh, all right. <laughs> you just, just make sure you give me like a month of lead time. So what did people think of, uh, of uh, Yashida... Shingen, which is to say, um, the father of Mariko. Right, so not the old dude, the middle-aged dude. I didn't like him. Yeah, he's a bad dude. But, wait, did he rescue the president? (laughs) Not that bad a dude. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't like the the ninjas. Yeah. (laughs) And he tried to kill his daughter. I mean, the ninjas were bad guys, though, right? Bad, yes. There was there was a there was multiple bad guys in this movie. Yeah. Well, sure. Did anyone quite figure out what the family dynamic was here besides manipulative right. and hateful? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like any family, it was yeah. dysfunctional. I mean, the family dynamic was that the old guy, his son, was too power hungry, so he didn't want to give it to him. He instead wanted to give it to someone who was not going to be as obsessive about it. And the the father, the middle aged guy, didn't like that. Because he wanted control of it. Because he was obsessed with it. To the exclusion of anything else. Just like any family, Charlie. No, no, no. Except the the grandfather was giving it to the granddaughter so that he could continue to control it from behind the scenes. Oh, a nice little puppet regime. Yeah. Like, that was what the Viper's line about, uh, or did he name you as the uh, the heir because you're weak? Oh, eh, like fine. that was the point of that. It was so that it was yeah. someone that he could control like a puppet. Cause, cause otherwise people would be like, why is this old man suddenly 20 years old again? Hmm. <laughs> Very suspicious. I guess that's fair. If you just consider this family, the grandfather has created this family simply for his own sake. Maybe that's Wait, the motivation that what here. A family is <laughs> just creating people in your own image. <laughs> Did, did you have a different reason for Celeste? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you don't want to be an Iron Man samurai? I kind of do. <laughs> Charlie. Maybe this movie's more influential on me than I thought. You better start hoarding adamantium. Charlie, remember, two hands, okay? <laughs> so I guess I, I felt kind of stupid when Yoshida came back in the comes back in the silver samurai suit because i don't know why i wasn't expecting that but i wasn't expecting it so when it came it's like oh i'm dumb i should have expected that the whole time of course he's not dead yeah that's why she didn't see it coming yukio yeah yeah because he wasn't really dead Mm. as long as we remember him also because he's in a robot suit (laughs) that doubles as life support giant mech ultraman style i i really speaking of the silver samurai and giant mechs as soon as I saw like the schematics to it, you know, I didn't really see any scale, but I'm like, I really hope that that, that his like building turns into the silver. <laughs> <laughs> like it go total transformers just, you know, and then it becomes, becomes a Gundam movie or something, but you know, <laughs> I was ready. Else? for it. I think they should have gone all the way and went ahead and done that. Did anyone else think that the tower from the outside looked like some sort of Shinra building? Like industrial, Kef-Kuz, but in a moody Kef-Kuz way. Over in the in the top, you know. Yeah. Laughing his maniacal laugh. Yeah, like you zoom in on one of the windows and it's Rufus. Mm. You know, Rufus T. Shinra. All right, Charlie, talk about Viper. Oh, so right, we have the oncologist Viper, whose special power Dr. is Doctor Green. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Green. Oh, yes, yeah. his special power is poison. All sorts of poisons, including one that. Uh, some sort of weird creature that attaches to Logan's heart and keeps him from being well, able to regenerate. I think that's just something she 
created. I oh, she devised it. Yeah. yeah, I think that was some sort of robot thing. Yeah. Which Finally, I'll... a movie where the oncologist is the bad guy. Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> the oncologist that gives you cancer. <laughs> <laughs> You guys keep saying oncologist, and I keep hearing it as oncologist, like someone who studies uncles. <laughs> but it leads up to that pretty neat scene where Logan's trying to do heart surgery on himself to remove that little uh, little bug that's been poisoning him while there's a fight going on in the background. I really like that. Yeah, that was a that's great silly, scene. but I loved it. Yo, really shines in that scene as well. Like that was that was really. I was glad to finally see her jump over the operating table, basically, while he's, like, doing self-heart surgery. Do-it-yourself heart surgery. (laughs) Yeah, like that guy who removed (laughs) his own appendix. (laughs) And then she had the power to shed her skin. Oh, yeah. That we got to see at the very end, right before her ultimate demise. So did you like her character? Uh, I'm I'm formulating my opinion right now as we speak. How can I say this without being sexist? <laughs> I yeah. wish she were played by a man. Wow. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> no, uh, he doesn't believe that women can well, be cancer doctors, huh? <laughs> you want I like certainly am never going to say anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why you did. But, but I do like going... <laughs> I like going down that rabbit hole, though. Like, did you? Would you want it to be like an Eddie Murphy type thing, and just <laughs> Hugh Jackman plays all the characters? Why not? Wow. <laughs> I feel like that would turn into being John Malkovich at some point, though. More, more surreal than whimsical. I actually did really like her. I liked the whole poison angle. I liked the idea that we don't really get a handle on exactly what her powers are. The whole time, so she feels threatening because we don't yeah. really know exactly what it is she can do, or quite what her relationship with Yoshida is until towards the very end, either. So, in my mind, I mean, I was wondering how are they going to kind of like defeat her because it seemed like okay, poison arrow doesn't work. Obviously, she says that poison won't work. Uh, men have no appeal to her, so then it's like okay, we're gonna just smash, we're gonna hang her to death. <laughs> So not poison. Yeah, what? <laughs> let's dig into that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. You're, All right. you're up. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you where were they going with that one? Well, clearly they were going they were going up a few floors. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I elevator cables. <laughs> no, I, right. I got it. Yeah. Ah, right, right. Ooh, that was that was brutal. Doug, one of those jokes too funny to laugh at. <laughs> Bleep you, Tony. Not yet. You're right. It's kind of like, wait, as the audience, were we at this point supposed to expect that Logan was going to seduce her? Right. And that's why she says that? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> Wait, how that's how he's gonna get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> was it like I know you think this is basically like the you know, the Borg Queen scene, but let me just shut that down right now. <laughs> I was I was secretly hoping for the uh, the first lesbian uh, villain of uh, the Marvel. That <laughs> they'd be a little more explicit in 2013. Adam, Adam, your thoughts? I haven't been listening. What are we talking about? <laughs> Still talking about Viper. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's fine. She's she's sufficiently villainous. Um, I thought her accent was pretty good. I thought the movie did it pretty good job of making me genuinely dislike her like i was along for the ride yeah like you didn't like she's her like, in the movie is bad but she's like the only villain you know yeah. i mean not everyone in the movie but like all of like the bad guy the various bad actors in the movie like she was like the villain like the only real mm-hmm. you know truly villainous one of the bunch they hit you with it right away when they first introduced her because you like you see kind of like the glares back and forth between the Wolverine and her, and it's like, oh, this is a person we should like, you know, pay attention to. This is not usually the vibe that just your, you know, your regular um, doctor just, just throws, you know, yeah. kind of a interesting bedside manner. Yeah. Well, but she's clearly being used for more than just being the oncologist, right? She's doing all the research, so it's not her bedside manner that we are most interested in. Mm. 
I'm pretty sure she's not an oncologist. She might be. Don't she play. might be. Don't do oh, it. What is chemo yes. if not, if not poison? <laughs> she's an expert on poisons. It's true. Oh. I, I mean, it it makes perfect sense to me. Okay, Charlie outing himself as a sexist. I mean, I thought no, no, no. I, outing him <laughs> biased towards radiotherapy rather than chemotherapy. At first, he was joking, and then he really showed his true colors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a brilliant scientist who has found found the secret to immortality. Oh, he, That's he not oncology. Walking. That's all I'm saying. Uh, mm. Do you think she has a doctorate? Oh, most likely in the dark arts. <laughs> he had to think long. He did. Like <laughs> and don't edit that out. Is it a medical <laughs> doctorate, Charlie? It's hard to say. <laughs> hmm. Just a PhD in chemistry. There's, there's, the, there's the first do no harm part. <laughs> oh, but she doesn't yeah. exactly abide she by. She didn't really. Oh, well, she poisons really people who I guess aren't her patients. Yeah. So, yeah, she's just got, you know, that's just her, you know, that's just her moonlighting as a villain. <laughs> See, now I'm just picturing a, a, a surgeon who moonlights as a serial killer coming this fall to TNT. <laughs> All right. So, then, Charlie, Mr. Complaint. Yeah. <laughs> so mean. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we, we're gonna need more like material than, than than rail on Charlie. Uh... Name one of your favorite scenes that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, my favorite scene was actually when they go down to the waterfront in Nagasaki. So not just the flashback part where he sees the the covered well and the, you know the plane flies by, sort of in the you know illusion at the beginning of the movie, but just all of the boats that are out in the harbor. Like I immediately just seeing the boats knew where they were and that they would walk past that point. So I, I don't know. I think this movie's got a lot going on visually that I kind of didn't expect. I had a lot of fun, like looking at this movie. Did anyone else have fun looking at the movie? Oh yeah. <laughs> Such yeah. A yeah. There was so much, there was lots of good stuff to look at. <laughs> I thought the production design was really good. I thought the cinematography was really good. I had a good sense of where I was at each point in the movie. And I thought that scene in particular. What about you, Tony? Do you have a favorite scene that we haven't talked about yet? Honestly, I mean, you know, I I like things that are funny and humor. I really enjoyed the beginning when he's in the bar and he stabs the guy with the bow. <laughs> and he's like, ask me where I found it. And the guy's like, you know, not doing it. And he's like, you need to ask me. And then he's like, okay, where'd you find it? And then the whole brain just goes, oh, it's funny. You should ask. I don't know why, but I lost it. And I, I was ready for the movie. <laughs> it really set the tone. It really set the tone. I was like, okay, this is going to be a funny movie. <laughs> Nonstop laugh riot. <laughs> it was good. I, I, I was like, I was actually ready for him to kill everybody, though. I didn't. I, I thought it was just going to be a just a bloodbath. Screw this! I don't know who's who. Right? <laughs> who's double crossing who? Let's just kill everybody. Yeah, but I, I also did like that uh, he would just sit in the mountains and drink and listen to his radio. That was also my favorite scene. <laughs> Only coming into town to get more batteries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder where they get money. They're off dead hunters, probably. Superhero. Yeah, the superhero fund. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed the scene on the uh the fight scene on the Shinkansen. Yeah, that was really cool. Where they have to like, you know, keep ducking and jumping and avoiding things because you're not supposed to be on top of the train when it's going. <laughs> oh, that gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it's like a classic tra- tra- train top fight on steroids. Like Yeah. <laughs> Well, would you would you say, Paul? It was like uh, at some point each of you just decide we're not going to try and kill each other. We're just going to try and survive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that before he used that against the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big fake out. <laughs> you're, you're too trusting, Paul. It would just be another murdered henchman in real life. <laughs> And I assume the physics of that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, they get up to full speed, like you know, somewhere in between Ueno Station and uh, probably you know Tokyo or Shinjuku Station or whatever the next stop when they're heading south. Which did they ever establish? <laughs> <laughs> did they ever establish that those henchmen were actually after, or they just they weren't just like four people that kind of looked <laughs> like? <laughs> No, because the one <laughs> stares at Mariko through the oh, okay. sunroof or whatever yeah, you right. call it. Yeah. yeah. Because even when she sa- she goes, how did you know it was them? I was like kind of hoping he would go, uh. <laughs> 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 oh, that was all for nothing. Probably. No, no, this, this <laughs> happens every time I take public transportation. <laughs> <laughs> then they go to the love hotel, so it all, it all works oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming out no house <laughs> apparently you and i are in fact the same person because uh my vote for best scene in the movie was uh the bullet train fight scene right, certainly we'll talk- the most memorable part of the movie for me we'll talk about a scene that you like that we haven't talked about yet I feel like we've covered most of the movie except for uh bone marrow drills oh god ouch but uh <laughs> part of the end where it's like, wow, yeah, no, clearly, clearly they uh, were planning to uh, do exactly this to Wolverine. Otherwise, those drills wouldn't be perfectly spaced. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that explained why they needed to get rid of his claws and stuff. Yeah. Because I spent part of that going, why do they need to get rid of his claws? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Got to be able to juice him. Yeah. All right, then, Paul, what about you? There's quite a few good action scenes that I enjoyed. I liked the, the kind of the first part of that action sequence before the Shinkansen where, oh, the you know, like stuff. starting at the funeral. Yeah. Mostly because I was just like having trouble not like looking for like Tokyo landmarks. Was a lot of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're at Ueno Station, you know, by the end. And, oh, and, my uh, gosh. You know, I was like, yeah, they definitely, uh, you know, made a few like magical teleportations in here and there. But, you know, overall, not too bad. Um but that was a fun that was a fun scene. All right. So I guess ultimately, what did you think of this movie? Would you give up your healing powers to allow a dying man the ability to live on forever as part of a large robot? Or would you refuse a dying man's wish and selfishly keep the healing powers for yourself? I guess I'm asking, how many ability suppressing robot parasites would you give this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't sound like a good thing. I'm going to give this one eight and a half out of 10. Uh, overall, very good. Pretty much my only complaint was that I thought the, uh, I don't know if it was the underlying idea of why the old man was, you know, revealed to be the villain and pulling the strings at the end, or if just the way they uh, revealed that was problematic for me, but it was just kind of, uh, it, it felt a little half-baked. But other, other than that, the movie was great. Fun fight scenes, got ninjas and samurai sword fights and Yakuza. Yeah, they really covered all the bases. And Logan is a friend to the animals. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got everything. Yeah, I um, I felt entertained overall. I liked a lot of the action at the end. And I thought that the end of the movie was a lot better than the beginning. I felt like it was a little slow in the beginning. And I found myself kind of bored i guess i don't know i just it was just a lot of like explaining and i wasn't really into all the characters and stuff so i don't know uh, i give this one seven uh but i i really enjoyed um how everything kind of came together at the end and um that wolverine uh gets to exist uh longer so yeah going into this i completely underestimated it because i didn't remember it so i for some reason thought maybe it wasn't well-regarded or memorable, but I think maybe about half hour, 45 minutes in, it kind of won me over. I think it, I think it looks great. I liked all the fight sequences. I think it, I think the one thing that kind of bothered me was just the over explaining parts of the dialogue. But I mean, there was also that scene I really liked too, that we didn't talk too much about, which was uh, Wolverine uh, making his way through the town with all the ninjas chasing him and shooting the, the, uh, Arrows with the uh, the ropes in them. I thought that was a really fun scene yeah. too that I didn't expect. And ultimately, it was also just a really focused movie. I mean, Doug made a good point at the beginning when he just described it as 
Wolverine goes to Japan. I'm like, yeah, all right. That's what the movie was. It kind of impressed me. I'm going to give this one an 8.5 parasites eating at my heart that I've got to take out via auto surgery. Yep. <laughs> so what's Ooh. the half parasite? Uh, it's one that was already dead because there was no space left on my heart <laughs> for it to attach. So that one's pretty easy. Paul? When, when she put that thing inside him, she should have said, uh, which means it's what? A, which means uh, you are already dead. Oh, it's gotcha. a it's kind of a reference to that Fist of the North Star meme. I don't know if you yeah. guys have. Yeah, no, <laughs> I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah, but that's the guy's in Fist of the North Star. He's this guy who I mean, it's like you know, like a you know anime franchise that's been around since like the eighties, and he's this guy who Paul basically like attacks the internet. No, Paul like, explains uh, anime. Well, but he's explaining the internet because I'm <laughs> oh the meme portion. Okay, so 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 it's around since the eighties. Yeah, and his his whole thing when he fights is that he like will attack some crazy pressure point to where like you know he'll like s- stab a guy in a weird spot with his finger or whatever that kind mm-hmm. of thing, and then or you know he might just punch him somewhere, and then like then like a some time later he'll say like you're already dead, and then the guy's head will like explode, you know like 10 seconds after he actually punched him. Cause it's basically like, kind of like saying like, you don't even know that you are already dead. And then somehow that became a, a meme. Oh, my wall motion. So yeah. Wait, is, is it my turn now? Yes. it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> In summary. Um, I really, I had a great time with this movie. I found myself probably, you know, I mean, I might, might not be the most, you know, I guess like unbiased judge of the, you know, quality of the storytelling and all that. But maybe it is good because, you know, because I like thought it was, you know, cool that it's basically Wolverine goes to Japan and there were lots of cool places to recognize and neat different ways to fight. But overall, I think, you know, I really did enjoy the, you know, the story, just the way it was put together. I I just felt more engaged than I actually have in a while in it for a movie like this. Um, so uh, I think that I'm going to have to give this one uh, nine heart parasite robots out of 10. Cause I just thought it was great. I had a great time with it. You know, it wasn't totally perfect, but you know, it's close. Wow, only your third nine ever and your highest rating. <laughs> yeah. It's, mm, wow. I was thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> I was like pre-calculating this one on my mind and I was like, you know, it's got to happen sometime. My spread's got to get a little wider. Perfect nine. Yeah. This is perfect. Charlie. (laughs) Doesn't Charlie have a 9.5 somewhere? Does he? No, No, he does not. He he also, he and Paul tap out at nine. It's tough. It's tough to. And Tony. I don't, the thing is looking (laughs) ahead, like I don't know really what I will give more that it's, it's tough. My nine is generous with his nines though. So that's okay. I'm more generous, he said. Yeah, you got four nines. Yeah, I never give a 10. So a nine is a 10 for me. No 9.5s? Oh, yeah, because you only do integers, don't you? Uh, he did a... No. Or did you do a half for uh, the last movie? Iron Man 3, he gave a 8.5 to. Okay. Because it wasn't a 10, which is a nine for me. Established. <laughs> All right. Good. Great. <laughs> Some sort of math magician here, it sounds like. Jeez. I- I submit everything to Charlie. He 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 says it's all right. <laughs> Charlie, clear the score for me, please. Char- Charlie grants my score a Nihil Obstat. <laughs> so, one of the things that I really like about this movie that we didn't really talk about is how it deals with um, Logan, both in the aftermath of X Men: The Last Stand, where he kills the woman he loves. Like I like how it deals with the fallout of that and the sense that. You know, maybe his life doesn't have meaning anymore and maybe he wishes he could die. And But then when he's confronted with that possibility, he's like, get out of here. No, you, you don't want what I have, as he says, right? But I think like that sort of question that's sort of running through like the first part of the film where he just sort of is lacking purpose a bit. Like, I like that. Um, I like the fight scenes. Yeah, ninjas are cool. Um, I liked the I liked the fight scene that uh, Shingen had with Yukio and then later in that scene with Logan where he's like, you know, calls him a monster and all that stuff. Like, I like that. Uh, for me, though, the end of the movie with the giant robot is stupid. 
I'm just like, what is happening? Because it wasn't giant enough, is what you're saying? <laughs> was it not robotic <laughs> enough? Because there was a guy in there? I mean, maybe part of it is because I like Silver Samurai as a character, where in the comics, right, he's just a he's a samurai that dresses in silver like armor, and he's not a giant robot. <laughs> just where it was just this sort of like, okay, like we've just entered like standard comic book movie at this point, where it's just like, how do we end it? How about a giant robot? Okay. Well, we can't make it too giant because we don't have the budget. Well, how about like <laughs> how about like ten feet? All right, perfect. <laughs> But yeah, so I found that part was just kind of dumb. But everything else I enjoyed. So ultimately, I think I'm going to give this eight heart robot parasite ability things. heart Ability suppressing heart robot parasites. Robot heart parasites. Whatever order the words come in. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. And I think it's one of those movies that people just don't remember exists. But that's kind of unfair because I think it's really good. It's not amazing, but it's really good. And of course, we also we didn't really talk about this at all. We get the setup for the next X Men movie, Days of Future Past, at the uh, the mid credit point. So Patrick Stewart's back, yeah, and Ian McKellen, yeah, his powers back. Yep, yep. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's alive somehow. Yeah. So, so Patrick Stewart uploaded his brain into that coma guy, and the only reason why he looks like Patrick Stewart is because he's manipulating your perception of him. Without that, he just looks like Coma Guy in a wheelchair. All right, that's dark. They should, like, cut, you know, like, they'd cut, like... If, I mean, it's dark, you know, but from, is, like, it, is it not them. what they showed you at the end of X-Men The Last Stand? I don't know what they showed me at the end of X-Men The Last Stand. I mean, at least, with, uh, at least with Magneto getting his power back, we saw that, yeah, he was starting to at the end of Last Stand. But, you know, as far as, uh, you know, Professor X coming back, he, he certainly didn't come back into a clone of himself. But anyway, they give you that nice little teaser saying, hey, look at me. I got a we got another movie coming out. Don't come come back next year, folks, at, at a theater near you. Maybe even this one, if it's still open. Mm. Mm. If it's still open. <laughs> I like the idea of going to a theater and being like, man, this place doesn't even have a year left. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped getting new movies. It's just the same one. The seats Months. are all torn up. <laughs> the roof leaks. <laughs> they're putting five, you know, they're putting free popcorn coupons in the Lansing State <laughs> Journal. <laughs> Oh, that hit too close to home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks once again for joining us on a, another Merry Marvel Movie March episode. I'm kind of impressed that we got to 40, honestly. I Part of me thought this might peter out around 10 or so. That Charlie would just be like, all right, I'm tired of bad movies. We're not doing this anymore. Oh, well, look at the Captain America serial. Won me over right off the bat. Oh. <laughs> nice. And... Yeah, even though I always give you a hard time, I genuinely enjoy doing this with you. So, oh, thank you, and the rest Ditto. of you as well. Yeah, aw, yeah. Your opinions are wrong, and you should feel bad about them. But setting that aside, I get I enjoy the ability to talk about my opinions, which are right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, geez, Adam, mm. I want to do another one now. <laughs> Oh, you want to do another one? Well, that's good, because our next installment is the uh, August 2013 movie, Kick-Ass 2. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Starring everyone's favorite, Jim Carrey. Oh. Oh. Really? Well, huh. I guess I don't know if starring is true, but he's in it. Wait, I thought he... Jim Carrey stars in every movie he's in. (laughs) Good for Jim. No Nicolas Cage, though. He's still dead, right? I believe so. I I guess, huh? I guess it can't be a perfect movie. Yep, not a nine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. So hopefully you enjoy you enjoyed it, and that you'll check us out on past and or future episodes. Uh, I'm Adam Gobeski, and I'm Charlie Wallace. A special thanks to our the guests, Doug Gobeski. It was enjoyable. Paul Wilcox. It was a it was a pleasure. And Tony Huff. It was. This is a seven. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was a seven. My experience was a seven. 
<laughs> Start rating my <laughs> the spots. <laughs> the movie was a ten. You jackasses are a four. <laughs> you're what? You're at at my apartment watching the movie to be like, this place isn't going to be around in a year. <laughs> <laughs> it might not. You might. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show thanks for listening we hope you check us out don't forget you can visit our website at www.gobeskywallacereport.com also we're on facebook and twitter so make sure to look for us there for extra entertaining bits you will be entertained possibly wait so you're definitely entertained but only possibly entertained well i don't want to get sued for false advertising Apparently he's in Avengers Endgame as well. Hiro Yuke Sanada, the actor. Oh, he's in Minions? Wow. What are you doing? <laughs> Look at his uh, Wikipedia. Oh my gosh. Why not his IMDb? Wait, he's going to be in the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah. Is he going to be in the upcoming Minions movie? Rise of Gru? What about The Boss Baby too? Oh, oh yeah, when's that coming out? This Next year. Year. Oh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> year. going to be a good one. Be a good for no, that's a, that's an episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it opening night. There you go. <laughs> I, hope he does. I can't wait to do the um, very, very baby, very boss, baby bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lied. Um, 2021. 20, oh, no. Oh, <sighs> I oh will not even watch it. We can do it this year at least, though, right? Um, plus, I've heard good things about Sonic the Hedgehog. So I saw a tweet today where somebody said they were watching Little Women in theaters. And uh, when the girl dies, um, because there wasn't very good sound isolation with the theater next door playing uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, everyone got quiet, like, in the movie Little Women when, when you know, who is it, Beth? Joe Beth, something like that, dies. And they, and they just heard Sonic go, uh, meow? <laughs> 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 <laughs>